We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in this episode, it's all about the games as we discuss PlayStation on your phone, Nintendo doing what Nintendo don't, and monkeys playing games with their brains. Also, we're going to have some fun with another round of Fake or Real. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Now, this is normally where I'd introduce you to Justin and Kevin, uh, but seeing as this episode is all about the games and, you know, those guys are old, uh, we decided to bring on an (laughs) all-star cast of Super Smash Brothers and Sisters. So, joining me on the show today, she's dropping V-Bucks while cooking up some steak. She's taking out Ganon for Zelda's sake. And she can take you to Moisty Mire, but not Loot Lake. She's the video dame, Alyssa Balistreri. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what is that Moisty Mire one? Moisty oh Mire. Isn't that like a Fortnite thing? I don't know. Is that not a thing? Yes, you Yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for Fortnite. I know you're a big Fortnite. Anyways, joining us directly through the power of PlayStation. He's the Square Enix to your Ubisoft. He's the Avenger of games that get sixes. And he's pressing Y, he's pressing Y, and he's pressing Z. He's Mr. Mega Mitch George. Did you have to rub in the Avengers thing? Like, there's already (laughs) enough salt in that wound, and you're just digging in deeper. How are you guys doing this fine, beautiful evening? Doing well. Doing well. Very excited to be be here. here. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, Mitch, I had to call out the the six, I think that's IGN score specifically on, on the Avengers there. I'm glad you're fighting for it, though. You know, it's one of the best sixes I've played in years. There you go. There you go. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, before we kind of jump even further here, if you guys want to give some like quick introductions to yourselves, just so our listeners can know exactly who you are, what you're all about. Uh, so, Alyssa, let's start with you. Sure. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name's Alyssa Balistrieri. Well pronounced, like Nate said. Thank you. I was worried about it. I was worried. I was like, oh, no. Okay, I hope I got it right. It's quite Italian and quite confusing. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm part of a um, wonderful team at the Video Dames podcast. And it's basically myself and three other women who talk about gaming, pop culture, um, movies, TV shows, everything under the sun. And we just kind of have a good time, get everybody to laugh and... Tell some cool stories. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been digging on uh, on the the last podcast you did. I think was like '90s themed, like very yeah. nostalgic. And like I, I remember Leah on your podcast, just literally naming every single possible <laughs> yeah. show that could be watched uh, in the '90s as, as uh, you know cartoons or even some of those really strange live action ones too. You mm-hmm. know, like kind of some like <laughs> why did we watch that? Stuff? <laughs> it turned into like a nostalgia trip, like a memory yeah. lane kind of thing. Yeah, uh, just for funsies. But our next one's very exciting. It's our first installment of something called Pitch It, where we pitch Ooh. our own ideas to adaptations of TV shows as video games. Okay, so I'm so in for sweet. that. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, and uh, Mitch, who the heck are you? Uh, I feel like I'm here doing this a lot. 
Uh, you may have heard me on previous watch clubs that That's true, uh, yeah. Geek Centric has hosted, but I'm one of the hosts uh, at the Press YYZ Podcast Network. We have two shows, Press YYZ, which is the hosts come together every week, talk about what we've been playing and have some fun times. We do a bunch of like top 10 lists and like ranking <laughs> games. It's it's a blast. Um, we've actually got a couple, an episode coming up in not this week, but next week, which you should keep an eye out for, where we're going to... Uh, and this is an exclusive. No one else knows this. Um, we are going to be pitching or ranking our um, sort of hypothetical video game theme park ideas. So like what okay. theme, what what video game franchises make the best theme park rides. Oh, I love that. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah. And then we also have another podcast, YYZ Video, where we are going through and ranking uh, a series of films. And right now we're doing Pixar in review and our latest episode, Cars in Review, just went up. And it made me change the way I look at cars and the environment and pollution in the funniest way I can ever have imagined. <laughs> it's you got to watch it. So uh, you can check all of that out over on YouTube, uh, Press YYZ or anywhere you get your podcasts. Very cool, excellent, yeah. And we'll we'll uh, I'll give you we'll give it another shout out for all these things uh, at the end of the podcast as well. Uh, but before we continue, though, I'd love to know, Alyssa, what was the first game you ever played? The first game that I can remember playing um, was Sonic the Hedgehog Two for Sega oh, Genesis. That's a good one. It came out in '92. I was born in '93. Um, I'm pretty sure I touched on it like '95. Maybe it was like. Oh, you didn't play it right Two, out of the womb? Three. Are you sure? I mean, <laughs> maybe. Maybe, yeah. it, it feels like that long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad was like a huge gamer, had an Intellivision and an Atari, played like Burger Time and Centipede yeah. and all that good stuff. So it's lots of good stuff from my childhood for sure. That's cool. So you, you go you go all the way back. And I think that's super cool when whenever you can share those moments with your with your parents and you know with your relationship with your dad. I think that's really awesome. I know for me, like... Uh, you know, definitely not the first game I ever played, but like, I've just been, we got my dad an Xbox for, for this past Christmas and we've just, every chance we get to play Xbox, uh, sorry, play, uh, golf, we're playing PGA tour, uh, 2k 21 (laughs) through Xbox live. And every time I tell him, I told him about the, how MLB, the show is going to be coming to game pass. Uh, and that didn't really, the only thing that resonated with him about that was that baseball is going to be on his game system now, (laughs) um, nothing to do with Sony. Uh, but, uh, but no, he, uh, he was like, oh, so we can play that. How much does it cost? Is it free? I'm like, well, not really. It doesn't game pass. You have to subscribe to Never mind. Uh, so (laughs) it'll be on Xbox, Netflix. There we go. That's the best way to go about it. Dad, if (laughs) you're listening, Xbox, Netflix. Um, but very cool. Mitch, what was the first game you ever played, dude? So similarly to the both of you, I think video games are just sort of always around. Like I grew up, there was an NES, an SNES, and a Game Boy around before I could even remember, you know, words. Um, For sure. But I I mean, I think back to memories of playing Super Mario World with my dad where he'd take the controller because I couldn't beat like the ghost house. Um, But the first thing I can remember playing and really connecting with was uh, there's like three games and it, it all kind of jumbles together. It was either Pokemon Blue tetris or alleyway on the game boy like the original og big old clunky gray game boy um the one i always resonated with was alleyway to be honest i love brick it's it's a great brick breaker from i think it was 89 that game came out wow Um, but i got it when i inherited my cousin's game boy from her and it stars mario 
Really? Mar- Mario is piloting a spaceship, which is the little <laughs> bar you're using to hit the ball to break the bricks. So, yes, this is a, a little known game from back in 89 starring Mario called Alleyway, which is just a brick breaker. It's wow. so good. Don't it's just so Google good. Alleyway. No, you just get alleyways. <laughs> I did the same thing, Alyssa. A- alleyway Game Boy. Alleyway yeah, video yeah. game. You'll find it. Yeah. But. Wow. Very cool. It's actually a launch title for the Game Boy I'm reading now. That's crazy. Very cool. Yeah. Little Mario in that little like pill spaceship. That's very cute. <laughs> it's great. Um, I'll quickly touch upon my first game that I ever played, and then I'll I'll, t- I'll shout out what I'm playing now. But um, the first game I ever played, I believe, uh, it was Donkey Kong Country, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at least in terms of like console games, that was like the first time I think I think that's the first time I ever actually even touched a video game was Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo. Uh, went over to a friend's house, and it was the classic situation of like. I go over to a friend's house because uh, the bus doesn't drop me off close enough to my house. So my mom has to make the daily commute to my friend's house. And then she has to stay there longer because I'm wrapped up in playing Super Nintendo. <laughs> so uh, I could not stop playing that. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably where I started. Um, but very cool. Okay, awesome. Thank you for the introductions. Uh, let's move into Whatcha. Like normally in this segment, talk about like what we're watching, sometimes what we're playing, but specifically and exclusively, I want to know. What you been playing, Alyssa? What you been playing? Um, I think you spoke for me earlier. I <laughs> am always and forever going to be playing Fortnite. That's I, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's just like a feel good thing. It's like the chicken noodle soup of video games for me. Just oh, makes me that. feel great. Yeah. Um, but I have been playing Red Dead Redemption Two for the first time. Nice. Uh, it's been probably like two months, and I'm about like sixty percent through it. So I'm taking my time. Sounds about right. I yeah. want to work through all of those like side missions and encounters and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a break right now, which we'll yeah. probably get to later, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a blast. I love it. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's a long game. That is a long, <laughs> yes. long game. So like for you to stretch it out, that's totally fine. You, you know, I you get a little like hundred hours. Yeah. It, treat it like a TV show almost, right? Like you take a little bit at a time and then you leave it for a little while and then you come back for season three or whatever. Right. So <laughs> yeah, very cool. Uh, Mitch, what you been playing, my guy? You picked a great week to have me on for your gaming episode because I've barely been playing anything. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, no, I we, we've talked about this a little bit offline, Nate, but yeah. me and my wife recently uh, bought a house. So we've been doing a lot of organizing and, you know, decluttering and packing and, and that sort of thing. So we're very excited about that. But in between that, I've been getting in, as you mentioned earlier, you're right on the nose. I've just been playing Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about the game. Yes, there isn't a huge variety of the combat or the mission structure, but it's very much a put it in and throw up uh, one of the 7,000 shows I feel like I'm watching at the moment. Right now, it's uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia because they oh, just yeah. recently added that to Disney Plus Star. Uh, through Star, so I've been yeah. Binging mm-hmm. all of that, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great to just, when I need a break from the things that are mentally draining, whether that be work or the logistics of moving, all those kinds of things. Avengers is the one that I hop back into. I cross some daily missions or weekly missions off my checklist and it makes me feel good. It's your chicken Um, noodle soup. Exactly. It is a hundred percent my chicken (laughs) noodle soup. Uh, one other thing that I did play though, and we'll probably get into that in a little bit. Mm. Uh, I played the, the demo that released today for, and I don't want to get the name of the game wrong, Aerial Knights Never Yield. 
Yes. Oh yeah, we'll be talking about that. Which was announced in today's yeah, uh, to, to, to date the <laughs> the recording of this episode. It, it was released the day of the Indie World Showcase, so mm-hmm. I got to play the first level of that through the demo. I'm digging it. It's yeah. got a real good vibe. I'm 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 liking it. So I'm keeping an eye out for that when that the full game does drop. But we'll talk about it in a bit. Yeah, very cool. Yes, we definitely will talk about it as we get into trailers a little later on. Uh, definitely caught my eye amongst quite a few other... Uh, I was actually surprised. I was delightfully surprised at the amount of uh, indie games that uh, came out through the Indie uh, World Showcase, including one that uh, I know Alyssa is also very stoked for because she literally she messaged me. She's freaking out. But again, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, well, uh, what I've been playing, um, I just beat... Dragon Ball Advanced for GBA. Nice. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Dragon Ball Advanced is one of the best Game Boy Advance games on the face of the planet. I I discovered it. I fell in love with it, and I don't know where it came from. I just I've got a little I've got a little little emulator machine that I've been using to play some games on, and that one uh, I I tried out, and it is absolutely incredible. Very very cool. So if you haven't had a chance to check out Dragon Ball Advanced. For GBA. Cool. Make sure you do. It's not too late. Not um, to be confused with the seven <laughs> Dragon Ball Z games that came out no, on the Game Boy Advance. Specifically Dragon Ball Advance, and it goes through like Goku's adventure like in the first season of Dragon Ball, which is which is really neat to experience it that way, because I've never actually watched the anime. Okay, uh moving on. Uh <laughs> we also uh I've been checking out Hunt Down uh on stream. I, I tried it out for the first time, and it is just a classic 80s side scroller. Uh, really overlooked game. I don't think too many people have really tried it out. And it's probably one of the best Switch games of 2019, I would say. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you can't point up or down like in Contra or anything. It's left and right that you're shooting. But the movement and the gunplay is absolutely wicked. And it's just got like amazing voiceovers. One of the characters you play as, her name is Anaconda. <laughs> so there's... Love there's it. Anaconda, and there's also a character called Mo Man, uh, and like it's just incredible. You face off against like the craziest different bad guys. Uh, a group of bad guys that you that I'm currently facing off against are called the Misdemeanors, and they're a bunch of hockey players. <laughs> and it's just the most '80s thing that I've ever seen in my life, uh, and I really recommend it. Um, and then the last thing I want to shout out really quick: Pokemon Team Rocket Edition. Uh, so mm. this is a ROM hack, and I've been playing this on stream, and. Holy crap, you guys. Like, I I dare say it's probably my favorite Pokemon game I've ever played. Really? I am in love with it. It is, I mean, there's always going to be classic blue, red, yellow, like, in my life, right? Like, that's never going to go away. But to play this game that just puts you on the other side of the experience, that puts you in the shoes of a Team Rocket grunt going through all of the things that happened in the original game. Like, I don't want to spoil too much, but, like, you know, you know the story, right? So as a Team Rocket grunt, they discover that there's these two fossils at, in Mount Moon, and you go and you discover these two fossils, and then you get there, and then you you try to um, retrieve one of them or, or any of them, but then you're stopped by this boy that walks into the cave wearing a red hat. And then he, he faces you, and he decimates you and takes both fossils... And then you get in trouble with your boss. Like, it's it's absolutely fantastic. What? And, like, you know how you normally get starter Pokemon? Like, you get three Pokemon to choose from? In yeah. this game, they're just like, here's your Rattata. Go away. <laughs> and that's it. You get, a, you get a Rattata as your starter. And you, I, I tried pressing no, 
And it was like, too bad. <laughs> Here's your ratatat. <laughs> That's um, great. The writing in the game is absolutely incredible. There's there's a few moments where the writing, you can, I mean, you can kind of tell it was written maybe a little, quite a while ago. There's certain things that are said where, you know, I don't read them on stream just because I feel like they're they're not uh, politically correct, uh, especially nowadays or ever. But um, but the, the writing besides those moments, those few moments that are, are a little bit of a letdown, the writing is incredible. The writing is phenomenal, and you ha- there's multiple branching paths that you can take in the game. You can steal Pokemon, but only if it's from little kids or el- elderly people. <laughs> like it's, it's a blast. Please check out Pokemon Team Rocket Edition if you have a computer, because that's probably the best way to play that. Uh, now, guys, before we get to the news and the trailers and such, uh, we actually have a quick writing question from a very special friend of the show, mm-hmm. Justin from the Geekcentric Podcast writes in, and he wants to know, what is your worst gaming habit? Uh, For Justin, he says that he has a bad habit of starting games and then just falling off them. No matter how engaging the story is, other things get in the way, be it work or just life in general. So, uh, Alyssa, I want to know, and Justin wants to know, what is your worst gaming habit? You know what? I think we suffer from, from the same thing. I think I just, like have a lot of stuff on my plate. I do work. I do have a full-time job as much as I wish video games was my full-time job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the podcast. We're making other content. Um, I do photography on the side yeah. and I do cool stuff like this with my friends. So sometimes I don't have time to play video games, For sure. but, um, my, my other habit that is like an even bigger detriment to my wallet is that I'll stop playing a game and then I'll be like, Ooh, this new game comes out in like a week. I'm going to pre-order that. I'm going to pick it up and I'm not going to play it right away because I have to finish the first installment. <laughs> so it's just oh, like no. this domino effect. I have three Assassin's Creed games in my console i've never played them (laughs) i just have them yeah yeah absolutely and you kind of get that backlog right i think everyone refers to it as the gamer backlog Mm -hmm. very yeah definitely definitely not the greatest habit mitch what about yourself it's a common theme i am so ashamed of the games that are in my backlog i created a (laughs) list (laughs) on gg which is uh gg sorry which is a sort of like the letterboxed equivalent for games Mm-hmm. Let's oh, go cool. through some of these games that are in my backlog that I've never played for all of you <laughs> live right here. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is in there. Skyrim oh, wow. is in there. Yep. Okay. Um, literally every Elder Scrolls game is in there, actually. Um, Overwatch, I never finished, even though I started it and really liked it. Um, what else do we have here? A bunch of stuff that I just either buy because it's on sale or I get through PlayStation Plus or other things. And just like, oh, yeah, I'll play this eventually and don't yeah it's it's so bad that my friends have a running gag where we'll be chatting and i'll say oh yeah i should really play that and they they either have to take a shot or they just mark it down in their little scorecards of every time (laughs) i say it because it is like the most common thing i say because i have so much that i have not yet played that i need to play um that i just for whatever reason have not gotten around to right now it's hard to get into games because of the whole moving house but even yeah. on a regular Saturday, it's like, oh, yeah, I should really start something. And I played seven hours of Avengers or baseball or whatever's tickling my fancy at the moment. Or I go and play the seventh Pokemon game I've played this year. Um, <laughs> I've got the Mario 3D All-Stars collection in there that I got to get to. All the Spyro games in that trilogy, the Crash trilogy remaster that came out, Final Fantasy X, 10, 2 
uh, Valhalla I got with my uh, CPU, I think, when I built my PC last year. Haven't touched it. Um, There's a lot of stuff in there that I really do need to get back to. Definitely. Yeah. And I saw Alyssa, you were counting up there. Oh, yeah. All the same ones. Yeah. <laughs> I got I, I did my toe in Assassin's Creed Origins and then I bought Odyssey on sale. And then when I bought my Series X, I had to buy Valhalla with it. So I, they're just yeah. hanging out until I finish Red Dead. So who knows when that will be, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's nuts because I think it's it's crazy that we can all call ourselves hardcore gamers and yet still have such a backlog. Like oh, we've totally. played a lot of video games and I think we do actually play more video games than the average person. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's just with the amount of games that are released and quality content, especially in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, for me, like I, I am a sucker for a great art style and a great trailer. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I have a bad habit of not reading enough reviews before I buy a game. <laughs> and I dive headfirst into anything that just catches my eye. And so I usually start playing like these really intriguing looking games, very, uh, and, and I'll, I'll quickly find out like they're, the gameplay is just is not for me or the story is really convoluted. For instance, I'm playing this game uh, right now or I'm trying to play this game called Naruto Boy uh, that came out on Game Pass and uh, I bought it on Switch because I didn't know it was on Game Pass at the time. Otherwise, I would have tried it on Game Pass. Um, but now, you know, it's, it's an 80s, very Tron looking cyber art side scrolling platform. It's really cool. But honestly, the story is just not clicking for me and the gameplay is just not quite getting there for me. And so... It looks so cool in its trailer, but for me, like, I'm going to, I probably, I've fallen off of it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm going to get back to it now. I don't know. I don't know. It's so tough. But that's okay. There Now we have a support group. There's three of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can just tell each other it's fine. Don't yeah, worry we, about it. Take care. There's definitely yeah. more than just three of us. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to write into the show and let us know your bad gaming habit, how many games are out there that you're ashamed to say you've never played? Um, Alyssa, where can they go to write that? Do you happen to know? Oh, man. That's <laughs> wearegeekcentric at gmail.com we are geekcentric at gmail.com amazing i didn't even i didn't even <laughs> give that to you in the ahead of time that's fantastic thank oh, you you are very amazing. welcome uh justin would be proud uh guys <laughs> we have so much to get into in this episode uh so enough waffling guys let's get into the news it's all about the details All right, guys, three stories uh, that we're going to kind of jump through here. Uh, The first one, PlayStation Studios is hiring a head of mobile. This from Matt TM Kim at IGN, who writes, uh, PlayStation Studios is hiring for a new head of mobile, a senior position who will lead the development and strategy of PlayStation's mobile games. Uh, They'll adapt some of the company's most popular franchises to mobile. Uh, In a job listing shared on Reset Era, the PlayStation Studios head of mobile job will be uh, based out of San Mateo, California, and promote, quote, the vision, mission, and strategy for the mobile game development within PlayStation Studios. Uh, as head of, oh, this is another quote here. As head of mobile, you will own and develop the mobile game strategy for PlayStation Studios and help build a foundation for future growth opportunities. Besides expanding mobile game development, the job requires a focus on successfully adapting PlayStation's most popular franchises for mobile. So I feel like I just repeated myself quite a few times there, but you guys get the idea. What do you think, um, you know, now that the Vita 
is officially dead rest due to peace. Sony. Rest in peace, sweet Vita. Uh, Sony closing the PSN store for the portable system recently. Um, is this their new avenue for portable PlayStation experiences? And if so, what is one franchise that you'd like to see brought over to mobile? Alyssa. Oh, you know what? I struggled with choosing one because I don't like to consume my media through mobile devices mm. like by mobile we mean phone or ipad right yeah pretty much yeah. phone okay. ipad or yeah mobile because <laughs> the only like portable device that i'm bringing with me is my switch mm. and the only reason while i'll play on the go is like i'm on a trip somewhere or i am watching a movie and also playing a video game i don't find myself wanting to have big experiences like playstation offers on my phone right um if I could choose, I'd probably choose some kind of like, uh, what's the what's the one where you like have the circles and then they all go together? Loco Roco. Oh, is yeah. that what it's called? That Something would be great. like that. Because yeah. you could like use your the accelerometer. Um, yeah, you could use like the gyroscope and the accelerometer and everything like that. Um, a cool option could be like Astro's Playroom, just like they did with the Dual Sense, um, making something for. Um, a mobile device that utilizes those features of an Apple device or a Samsung device or whatever yeah, uh, to kind of make it different from a PlayStation right, game. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Right. But if I'm being true to how I feel about mobile, mobile games, I don't really want PlayStation to port anything. <laughs> I think that would be a really weird step if they're taking it and making it like game pass mm. where you can like play on an iPad or, or something like that. And just kind of keep your your device on in another room. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be awesome because I love that feature on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not not my favorite news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't they already try this? I don't know. Didn't Did PlayStation PlayStation dabbled back in the day? I do remember when Knack came out. There was a Knack puzzle match game that came out on yeah. mobile that tied in directly really? with the game. Oh, cool. And they had that big push for PlayStation Mobile all those years ago where they had the Xperia Play and the games were available both on mobile or on something like the PS Vita. Rest in peace. Oh, so right. With like the minis, I guess, right? Didn't they yeah, do those minis? Yeah, I just, I don't understand why they're trying to do this again when it didn't work the first time. <laughs> yeah. I hope that bringing someone in that has a different vision of what mobile looks like for PlayStation IPs is the way to do it. But I feel like people don't want mobile specific experiences of these games they've known for all these years. They want to take the game they already play on the go via something like X cloud, Google stadia, what have you. So I don't, it, it's just baffling to me that they're thinking very 2012 when they should be thinking 2025. I mean, it's interesting. We, you know, Nintendo, you know, we saw their their mobile game offerings, and and they tried a lot to, I think, offer more streamlined, more um, more Nintendo games on a phone rather than mobilized Nintendo games. Um, and it's crazy to see where where mobile games are these days. I think, honestly, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Alyssa, but like Apple Arcade and and just how great those games are on that service. Um, you know, I think I think the mobilification of games is a balancing act. 
Uh, how much do you yeah. take console games and mobilefy them while at the same time not overload them with things like microtransactions and such? And right. I find the best mobile games, to your point, with your idea with Astrobot, the ones that take advantage of the tech that they're on, mm-hmm. right? They understand they're using a touchscreen or uh, they can use an accelerometer. I love things like What the Golf or Grindstone are, were probably some of my favorite games. And those are on Switch now, but they mm-hmm. debuted on iPhone through Apple Arcade. And so I think, you know, even taking something like the Pathless and hooking up uh, a DualShock or Xbox controller to an iPad or an Apple TV, that's going to give you pretty much the same experience. So if, you know, whatever way that Sony wants to take it, if they go that story route, then make sure that you're, you know, to Alyssa's point, using the the phone or, or, or embedding uh, the, the what's great about a phone into your game mm-hmm. um, and using it for, for that sort of thing. Uh, just like uh, Esther actually wrote into the show, um, Esther, my cousin, uh, who wrote in and actually said that she would love to see a, um, a, a mobile version, almost like a Pokemon Go version of Uncharted, where it would be like a geocaching app where you have to find treasures in the real world. Oh, cool. Uh, right? And they could kind of incorporate like historical elements yeah. into... Mm-hmm you know, what it is that you're going out and, and finding. You could learn more about, like, where you live. Um, I just think that's such a great idea. And again, what a great example of taking a well-known franchise, taking a a thing that people are going to see and say, oh, Uncharted, that's really cool. But then, you know, Pokemon Goifying it or, or finding a way to utilize the, mm-hmm. the ability for cellular technology. I think that's so, so awesome. I think the other thing I think back to on mobile is a game like Florence. If they could give me a narrative experience to the quality of Florence with some of their first-party IPs, I'd be all for it. It's not necessarily about building an experience for maximizing profits. Like, we've seen Nintendo shift from the model they had with Super Mario Run, where it was pay up front, get all the levels, to Mm -hmm. something a little more microtransaction-heavy like Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. Um, give me a narrative experience like that because people already go to PlayStation consoles for those narrative-driven action-adventure games. So, you know, make something a little smaller. Give me... Just give me an audiobook of uh, the the narrator from God of War 2018, and I'd be happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't even have to be a game. No, yeah, just almost like a visual uh, visual novel or something like exactly. that, right? Cool. Yeah, well... Um, you know, I think mobile games can have impactful stories, and I'm I'm excited to see if Sony can succeed where Nintendo, I believe, at this point, has missed the mark. Um, but speaking of Nintendo, story number two, this one from Marie D'Alessandri over at GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, she does phenomenal stories, so everyone make sure you you check that uh, check out all her writing uh, on that website. But Nintendo is to focus on developing more original IP for the Switch going forward. President Shuntaro Furukawa said in an interview with Nikkei, translated by VGC, that creating new series, sorry, that creating new series and developing new entries in well-known Nintendo IP is what the Switch needs to remain competitive. Uh, with the expansion of time spent at home, uh, this is a quote, the range of entertainment as an object of consumption is expanding, he said. Games are not a necessity of life. In order for customers to choose games their, uh, in their finite time, they have to be interesting. Competition is tough, and I am not optimistic. Another quote, I, am my, uh, I myself am looking at and studying various forms of entertainment. In the future, we will focus on creating new game series 
series, as well as long sellers such as Mario and Zelda. Um, so just, you know, a lot of words there to basically say, like, don't worry, uh, shareholders, we, <laughs> we're going to make new IPs as well. Um, guys, with so much criticism of Nintendo never releasing new IP or quickly abandoning new IP uh, while relying on what makes money, Zelda, Mario, uh, what do you want to see Nintendo take on next? Um, I think that Nintendo is at its point where like it can take risks. It, it has the audience and the the following to really do whatever it wants. Like we want to see Breath of the Wild too. We want to see yeah. like an innovation of uh, like <sighs> I know everybody wants like a remaster or a remake of old games and just th- they kind of want to like relive their past. Yeah, but they've had a lot of success with like new IP. Yeah. Splatoon came out in 2015. It made like so much money. I think it sold like 17 million or 16 million copies. Yeah. And they're making a second one or uh, they made a second one and now they're making a third one. Right. So there's something there and they have ideas. I loved Arms. Arms was a great game and yeah. it wasn't everybody's favorite, but it was creative and it was different. And like their biggest innovation overall, they were originally a a, a, a card like manufacturer they made playing cards yes so if they're sticking to what they did in the 80s and 90s now in 2021 imagine the innovation that they could have from like what they did back then to Mm -hmm. what they do today and their largest win was changing completely we're not going to make playing cards anymore we're going to make trading cards with cute monsters on it but we're also (laughs) going to like invent all of these other characters and they've, they've done it once they could do it again yeah yeah, absolutely. I, I I completely agree with you there. I think um I think that's the best part about Nintendo and I, I've always loved how they've they've always gone the different approach. They don't necessarily follow the trends. Usually they're the ones that are actually sometimes even creating some mm-hmm. of those trends. And so yeah, absolutely. Like if if we can get uh something that's wholly and original from them going forward, like more of that, please, as much as I want to to relive those other experiences. Yeah. If if they never branched out, we wouldn't have Pikmin. You know what I mean? Right. Like we wouldn't have that that wonderful series. And and now it's funny that looking back, people are like, more Pikmin, please. And <laughs> and I'm like, no, let's let's do no. you know something else instead of of, of that. You know, but so, I don't know, Mitch. What are your thoughts, bud? I'd love to see more of what we saw in like the GameCube Wii days of taking a character that's established somewhere else and throwing them into a genre that makes no sense mm-hmm. right. uh, or is completely out of left field. We saw Luigi's Mansion. We got um, a bunch of weird WarioWare games. I really, really want a visual novel style detective game starring okay. Waluigi. <laughs> Give me Detective Waluigi. It's his time. He needs yeah. his turn in the spotlight. Yeah. Detective Waluigi. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not going to be in Smash, yeah, like, then exactly, he's going to be exactly. solving cases. Poor Waluigi. Everybody else except for him. What's the, what's the trouble? Just put him in there. I love him. I actually think he's wow. he's fantastic. Um, for me, it would have to be... I, I want to see a wholly original FPS from Nintendo with a rich story. Um, I think... You know, obviously, again, everyone's like, Metroid, give us the new Metroid, please. And it's like, great. I can't wait for that as well. But I just think it'd be so cool to see what Nintendo could do in a genre that, like, really, there aren't that many first-person shooters, I believe, that Nintendo's really put out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I get that they're, you know, for the longest time, I think that they kind of stayed away from shoot-shoot gun-gun games because they make games for 
quote unquote kids. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, the more and more stuff that I see, especially from third parties on the eShop, uh, that it's like, holy crap, this is on a Nintendo system. Um, I think they could totally get away with getting something out there. And it doesn't have to be gr- like gruesome and mature, but a first person shooter that, you know, I think would be, uh, again, with a rich storyline would be phenomenal. It'd just be really cool to see uh, what, uh, what they could come up with. Um, but, well, no matter what Nintendo releases, I can't wait to see how, you know, I might take advantage of it using some new unique controls. On to story number three oh, God. from Josh K. Elliott over at Global News. Shout out to Global News. We don't often, <laughs> we don't often talk about Global News here. Um, who writes, put, a monk, uh, sorry, put enough monkeys in a room with typewriters and they'll write Shakespeare. Put one monkey in a room with Neuralink and he'll play Pong. Uh, billionaire inventor Elon Musk has revealed new footage that purportedly uh, shows a monkey playing a video game with his mind, thanks to cutting-edge brain implant known as Neuralink. Uh, the device effectively translates brain signals into instructions for a machine, uh, a science fiction-level achievement that could effectively turn a user into a cyborg. Uh, Musk shared new footage from Neuralink on Thursday in a tweet saying, quote, a a monkey is literally playing a video game telepathically using a brain chip, exclamation mark. Uh, the video shows Pager, a nine-year-old uh, macaque, I don't know how I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, moving the Pong cursor on a screen while sipping a treat out of a straw. The narrator explains that Pager was implanted with two Neuralink chips six weeks prior to the test uh, and that he was trained to play the game with a joystick. Uh, in the video, uh, the joystick is then disconnected for the second part of the test, so Pager is not actually using the joystick control that to control the pawn cursor. Instead, the signals he sends to his arm are also going to the machine, moving the pawn cursor directly, according to Neuralink. Musk explained that on, on Twitter that uh, the first Neuralink chips will enable someone with paralysis to use a smartphone with their hand faster than someone using their thumbs. He adds that later versions will be able to shunt signals uh, from Neuralinks in the brain to chips implanted in other nerve clusters in the body, thus potentially uh, enabling for paraplegics to walk again. He also pointed out that the devices are made to be implanted flush with the skull, guys. Don't worry. Flush with the skull so you won't have chunks of technology bumping out of your head um, and each chip will charge wirelessly. Uh, So, guys, (laughs) I I kind of wanted to throw this story out here a little bit in the sense of, like, it's, it's kind of really strange. I have to ask, of course, Musk points uh, to the practical uses for this technology in terms of increasing accessibility for folks who have mobility challenges. And I think that's awesome. But I want to know, what would you want to play using this technology? First thing I have to say is people are (laughs) unnecessarily worried that the COVID vaccines are going to give them 5G. And Elon Musk is out here (laughs) implanting brain chips into monkeys to control Pong. So... (laughs) Direct your hate where you want to, honestly. but like things are getting kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. It. I honestly, I had to read the art. I had to check the date that the article was posted because I'm like, oh, it's April. Like this is probably an older uh, uh, <laughs> article. Um, Alyssa, that, what are your thoughts of that damn Sorry, April Fool's article about Disneyland North? Still gets me almost oh, every yeah. year about them oh. building a Disney park on Toronto Island, and I'm so that's, upset. It's a classic. That isn't actually a thing. No, and it never will be. Um, (laughs) Well, at least not until we can put uh, chips in our brains. Alyssa, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Elon Musk's concept here? 
Um, or not I even mean, concept. He's he's done it. Yeah, he's already built it. Well, other than it just being straight out of an episode of like Black Mirror, uh, yeah. <laughs> specifically reminds me of Black Museum for some reason. For sure, yeah. Um, I I would play a game called Osu. Have you guys heard of this? Osu. I see it nope. on TikTok all the time, and it's basically it's O S U. Okay. And it's basically um, you use your mouse, and it's kind of like Dance Dance Revolution or like Tap Tap. Oh yeah, but with your okay. with your mouse. Yeah, and people are fast when they <laughs> when they play this game, and yeah. it's just kind of mesmerizing to watch. And I just imagined like if I could just sit and stare at a screen and just go right, and just with my <laughs> eyes, I think that would be so exhilarating. That would be like, crazy. I can't miss. I would no. be amazing. At Absolutely. That. For me, like I get into Tetris in the same way that you're kind of describing that sort of you go into that trance almost, right? Where you're mm-hmm. just in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's it's called the Tetris effect is what it's literally called. Uh, and I love I love multiplayer Tetris. And so to see how fast it could be when the inputs are coming straight from the brain would be wild. Unreal. Right? <laughs> like absolutely insane. Um, but for real, guys, I think, you know, This could be, um, you know, we talk a lot about uh, accessibility in games. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think there's a lot of people who this would be phenomenal for from a standpoint of getting them to actually be able to to love and fall in love with this medium uh, in a way that, you know, is is something that they can actually do. Um, So I think, you know, it may not necessarily be used for um, impractical uses, but maybe hopefully practical uses in the future. Yeah, I would expect at some point there to be a partnership between Microsoft and Elon Musk just because all of the advancements that Microsoft has done in the accessibility space, it would only make sense for them to be partnering at some point down the road. Yeah, yeah. And they bring it back. Connect. Connect 3 is out, guys. And it's <laughs> Disneyland in- Adventures is back. <laughs> Disneyland oh Adventures. Hey, you were just saying, Mitch, you want Disneyland on Toronto Island. Now you can do that through the new uh, <laughs> Connect Elon Musk edition. It's in your TV now. <laughs> it's in your brain. Uh, guys, I have not stopped thinking about the latest game trailers that have come out. They are in my brain right now. So, guys, let's go ahead and move on to trailer time. It's trailer time. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we've got so many trailers to go through. Uh, One that's an actual trailer and then the other that we're just going to kind of just go wild and talk about all the favorite things that we saw from the Indie World Showcase. But before we get to that, guys, Pokemon Snap is coming up real soon. Specifically, new Pokemon Snap is coming up real soon. And uh, and they've been popping out a few trailers, actually, even since uh, the one that I actually sent to you guys as a reference. But, um, you know, in the trailer that I sent you guys, we see more of the Lentil region showcasing the seaside area and the jungle area at night. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys stoked for, for Pokemon Snap? What's going on? You know, I wasn't. No. <laughs> and now I really am. Amazing. What, um, was it the trailer that did it for you? It was, I think it was the last trailer in that whole uh, announcement where we thought Breath of the Wild 2 was happening. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, <I> <laughs> the infamous. Yeah. Um, and over at Video Dames, we had a, an episode, uh, I think it's our second episode, where we talked about that that whole Pokemon announcement. Mm-hmm. And um, I... I just love the the little orbs that you can like throw at them and like light them up and yeah. and it's 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 
it's more of like a an artistic kind of installment rather than just a like the original one that was just like oh look there's there's a Zubat let's take a picture of that let's show it to Professor right, Oak the it's like same animation boring. over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and being being a photographer like I think that it would just be kind of relaxing to do uh like to play this game and and just like enjoy the scenery and just look at how cute they are like i haven't played pokemon in a while and it's just like kind of like reeling me in like every day every time i see a trailer it's just like come on a little bit closer <laughs> you know you want to buy it you should yeah. pre-order it <laughs> yeah yeah very but cool. it's gonna be so much fun and i i think that it's gonna be a great game to stream too so yeah maybe uh nate plays games maybe you'll play it who knows i mean pokemon snap sundays let's go yes i'm in, I'm in. very cool like i had a um Somebody who who actually follows me on stream, who she was saying she would love to to be, do a thing where they could share, like because you you know you just take a screenshot of your mm-hmm. pictures, or or maybe they'll have like an actual upload system. Who knows? But like have the ability just to share you know people's pictures on stream, I think would be really really fun. I love that, that idea. That would be so cute. Definitely. Mitch, are you gonna snap them all? Is that what you're gonna do? Nate, you and I know. <laughs> the Pokemaniac <laughs> that I am. So you know yeah. that as soon as this went up for pre-order, it was pre-ordered on my Switch. 100%. Uh, I, I did have plans to stream this even until house hunting kind of derailed all of my streams until after I moved. But for sure, I never had an N64 as a kid. Mm. So really? I didn't play Pokemon Snap until I think it was last year on the Wii U Virtual Console. Oh, wow. Um, and it has it. not aged well. I'll no. Tell you oh, no. no, it is not. But no. I'm still very much looking forward to just a relaxing, you know, hop in five, ten minutes through through an area, take some photos, have some fun. Just look at the pretty imagery. The Pokemon look phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a great kind of, at least for me, pick up and play experience of just, you know, yeah. I need to kill five minutes between meetings. Yeah, I'm going to run a run through Pokemon Snap real quick, but. Yeah, I I love everything Pokemon. So this is one that has been on my radar and will continue to be on my radar for probably the next three to six months as I cannot put it down. Yeah, I think it's I think it's longevity is going to be based on how much Pokemon Company supports it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, you know, they've got the DLC out for Sword and Shield, uh, and they've I think they did have done an admirable job of of adding to that that storyline. I would love to see, and I, Mitch, I don't know if I'm quoting you or who I'm quoting. Somebody implanted this idea; they incepted it into my mind, Mitch, of Nintendo possibly adding more areas through DLC and potentially doing things like taking advantage of when the you know like Animal Crossing like when the seasons change you know you get different colored leaves and different Pokemon that come out specifically you know you got Sawbuck or whatever that Pokemon is it Sawsbuck or something I don't know yeah something like that (laughs) you get that Pokemon that right and they change with the seasons and I I think that would actually be such a cool way to see if they can keep it going a little bit longer because honestly the thing that I think really worked about Pokemon the original Pokemon Snap when I was playing it on the N64 was the ability to take your game cart to Blockbuster and plug it into a machine and and print off these little stickers. And it was such a wonderful experience. I would love to see how Nintendo's, you know, I don't think they're going to do that (laughs) because I don't think they're going to have people going to um, whatever the equivalent of a Blockbuster is today. I don't think there is one. one, The Um, last Blockbuster in uh, Oregon. (laughs) Go to to Portland, Oregon uh, or or Bend, Oregon. Um, But no, I, I I think the big thing is, is like, if they can keep that longevity going, um, I'll be more excited about it. I just hope I don't 
you know, I hope it's not something we all just fall off of in, in two months or whatever. I would love to see them do some regional DLC where we don't know how long this game is going to be. And the original is notorious for it being a shorter game. I think I beat it in about yeah. four or five hours. Yeah. Um, it would be great. You know, this fall, we know we're getting what brilliant diamond and shining pearl. I think mm-hmm. if I mess that up, I'm going to have my Pokemon fan club card revoke, but <laughs> we're getting the gen four remakes this year and we're getting uh Pokemon legends Arceus in the new year. Um, I think, you know, Sinnoh DLC would make a lot of sense. I think them trying to go back to the well of, you know, maybe there's some Kanto, some Johto DLC planned down the line, keep people coming back, whether it's as an advertisement for a future game, a tie into something they're doing in Pokemon Go or who knows what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mm. think that if, if anything, uh, Nintendo's marketing has really won a lot of people over with this game, especially me. Um, <laughs> the, the opportunity with Animal Crossing, I think, was that like, the the announcements and the improvements weren't enough for me to want to go back so it's really cute and it's fun to play with my friends and Mm. and definitely gives me the feels of of the beginning of the quarantine whenever i think of animal crossing but i think that what they could do better this time is give me a reason to come back like Mm. can i get extra points for for downloading the dlc and and playing a new level or like i never played the first one so i don't know how it works but like what what will entice me to come back if it's just that there's new stuff yeah cute i could watch a trailer and see what's new and that's fine but like what's gonna make me want to come back essentially and that's the most important thing for for this game i think um so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see it comes out uh pretty soon actually i mean april 30th uh, at the end of the month is when it is dropping. So, uh, you know, we'll all be playing it for sure. How long we'll be playing it, uh, we'll have to wait and see. As long as, um, I think as long as the professor in the game, I think, Alyssa, on your podcast, uh, Leah was saying, like, as long as the professor goes, nice, nice, yeah, I like it, <laughs> great one, fantastic, uh, then she's she's going to play it for the rest of her life. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so can't wait to snap up that one on April 30th, guys. But... Today, uh, as of recording this, uh, we got to see uh, a Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Um, this is very similar to the Nindies Showcase and the, the I mean, they've got so many different versions of these showcases now. It's kind of hard to oh keep track. God, but so many. Um, but I think this one, I was delightfully surprised by the amount of really intriguing uh, and interesting art style games that hopefully I actually end up buying, but actually playing instead of uh, falling off uh, as a callback <laughs> to my bad habits um but uh Alyssa, what were some of the the top trailers that you got or, or t- top uh, announcements even that you got from uh, the indie world showcase today you know what I, nate i was very impressed with this nindy i was watching it like five minutes in and i'm like wow i i don't want to turn this off this isn't boring yet this nice. is actually kind of exciting yeah <laughs> um two of my uh favorite ones are probably route 96 uh, which is a really incredible um take on like the classic road uh road trip story it reminded me of the movie crossroads i don't know if you guys have seen it but any of you (laughs) gals out there (laughs) i grew up with a sister zoe saldana (laughs) yeah me and my big sister played that vhs to death but uh (laughs) by the way don't don't google route 96 you'll just get the closest Route 96 on a map near you. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's actually Road 96. Club oh, it's 96. Road 96. Road okay, 96, sick. Yeah. <laughs> Not but me agree, saying Club 96. Club 96. Club 96. Club 96. That's, 96. A, that's the DLC that... <laughs> 
yeah just drag queens that's like, it all over we'll pick yeah. you up darling uh <laughs> but i i really am excited by the idea of multiple endings like mm. um games like detroit become human really really tickle my fancy so mm. uh i i think this is going to be one that i that i download and and put in my hopefully not in my backlog hopefully i just play through it yeah and just i don't drop get it off. started right away uh yeah. But yeah, the art style looks really original and for Nintendo to be putting something like this out or allowing something like this that's so intensive to be put on their on their platform, maybe to me hints that there's going to be a new version of the Nintendo Switch coming. Because oh. how can you have that big of a game that has that many possible endings on the current Switch? The yeah. current Switch is great, but it's not like a Xbox or a PlayStation. So. Right. Hopefully hmm. that pro comes sometime soon. Interesting. And um, Oxenfree 2 looks awesome. Uh, I played it first on my iPad Pro, and I was just enamored by the 2.5D style. Uh, just kind of like 2D, but like also has depth and has this like really interesting story narrative going through it. If you haven't played Oxenfree, it's on oh the Nintendo gosh. eShop. It's like $10. So please. It's sitting there, please. It's sitting there in my backlog somewhere. Ah! Mitch, sorry. <laughs> all right, everybody, take a I'm shot. Sorry. Mitch, uh, uh, yeah, we got glug 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 glug. Yeah, two yeah. Shots Mitch, uh, Mitch hasn't played Oxenfree. No, Alyssa, <laughs> Oxenfree Two Lost Signals. I lost it. I, I, <laughs> no, no pun intended. And a stinger. I, they hit us with a stinger. Right. Oh wait, there's something else, and they they were completely <laughs> done. Those crazy announcers. Um, but no, I I played it uh, for the first time. I played it through. I think I was play. I played it through Xbox, maybe through Game Pass or something like that. Yeah, sounds um, right. And uh, and holy crap! Like that game was very much one of those games that I I could have just been like, oh, the art style looks cool, and then fallen off of. But the voice acting, the voice acting is absolutely stellar and the characters totally. and the writing is just so phenomenal it's absolutely incredible so Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals I absolutely can't wait and the fact that it's coming out in 2021 come on let's go let's go it better not get delayed please love please. it honestly so 2021 is going to be the year of the indie game coming out and the big AAA budget games all getting pushed because of the pandemic that's fine I mean that's fine honestly it's that's okay because these indie games are looking great Mitch, was there any, were there any that like really stood out to you? Oh my God, we're getting another Ollie Ollie. We're getting yeah. Ollie Ollie World. I'm World. so excited. I never heard of it. No, the first never. the first two games oh, were man. staples on the Vita for me. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved the 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 2D skateboarding. It's it's so good, and to see it going a little more open world here, but still sticking to that. Like as soon as I heard Roll Seven, I'm like, if this is Ollie Ollie, I'm gonna lose my I'm gonna lose my everything. <laughs> and it was, and I was so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and a new all, art style on it right like yeah it, it i think looks it looks super it, it, it pops a lot more like the yes the first two games were more like 8-bit 16-bit style yeah. uh graphics like pixel art graphics this looks really good hand like it looks almost hand-drawn so i'm cool. so excited for this and then as i mentioned earlier uh aerial knights never yield is a really really interesting look at a futuristic detroit um it's got this really cool soundtrack it's almost like jazz hip-hop it's it's so good the controls are tight it's very simple to play it's just a runner where you have four different actions you can perform basically very simple and it's it's a it's a treat i really enjoyed the, my time with the demo so 
Very I got cool. the download on right now. Yeah, Alyssa's playing it right as you're talking. No. It's so <laughs> I, rude. I did I download mind, it. Honestly, it's probably yeah. more interesting than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely well, I, I mean, a banging soundtrack, right? I, I think they mentioned so Detroit artist Daniel Wilkins uh, is doing the music for it. And I actually jumped on on Spotify and on, on Apple Music and I checked out some of his stuff. And yeah, man, it's so cool. A Tokyo-style Detroit? I mean, let's go, Crazy. right? Um, and just really, really cool to see you know that the that game and in, in terms of like who it's representing um you know the character specifically um is uh it doesn't have is missing a, a leg uh and so to to see that in video games i think is really really cool and that you know the uh the director of the game actually he mentioned uh how important uh, it was for uh representation uh to be really put into this game so mm-hmm. definitely check out aerial knights never yield the demo is out now um, I honestly, I got to shout out two games, Skull, really quick. Um, Skull, it looks like the next big roguelite platformer, um, which like is like, maybe I'll get into it. I, I, it's one of those games that I'm like, I, I want to love will. those games because they're so cool the way they move, the way they, they play, but I fall off of them just because I'm like, I'm impatient. <laughs> I'm like, I just, just let me go through the whole game. Um, very similar to Dead Cells in that sense, right? Uh, and yeah. specifically, one of the cool things in this trailer, um, the uh, character beheaded from Dead Cells is going to be in Skull, uh, or at oh, least a car- a, a, oh. like a costume a uh, of him. Yeah, exactly. So did I see Shovel Knight or no? Because I feel like I saw Shovel Knight. <laughs> I mean, listen, may, I'd have to go back and rewatch the trailer. I mean, if the beheaded is in it, then maybe you saw Shovel Knight. Weird. I'm not. Because it this seems like a lot of indie games tend to do this, right? Where they'll be like, awesome, we're going to take in, we're going to bring in uh, all these, all of our friends and we're going to bring them in here. Um, we see that a lot with some of the, the you know, multi-platform uh, fighting games that are out mm-hmm. there, right? Um, the other one I just want to quickly shout out, there is no game. Uh, did you guys see the trailer for there is no game? I'm so <laughs> stoked for this one. Apparently it's already out on mobile as well. Oh, really? Yeah, See, it was a mobile it, title first. I was looking at it, and I was like, it seems like it's a mobile game. It seems like it's a mobile game, but like to me, it's like it looks like it, a cross between What the Golf and WarioWare. And I am so in for that, which is just absolutely fantastic. So if I can get if I can get the sort of very um, what the golf just for if you don't know is like a very self referential humor golf game. It's not even mm-hmm. really about golf if you've had a chance to play it. Um, it's it's really you're golfing anything in the game, and uh, like you you pull back and originally it's the golf ball that goes forward, but then you do the next one and it's the character flies forward instead of the golf <laughs> ball, and you have to get them in the hole. And then the next one is like you you see a house and you do the same thing, and then the whole house flies for it's just check out what the golf please it is absolutely fantastic but this looks like a good combination uh where it's a little more gamey uh and video game specific so that looks phenomenal um but guys that was our discussion of uh the latest trailers that came out uh including the indie world showcase uh guys we are moving at a pretty good pace here i say why not get into our topic of the show all right so for today's topic of the show you know we've been talking about video games uh and two genres of games that i have never been able to get into aside from pokemon you know call it baby's first rpg whatever Uh, but i've never really been able to get into rpgs especially japanese rpgs Uh, And I've never been able to get into visual novels. So I thought it would be fun to test you guys in a round of... Fake or real? What's the deal? 
Yes, that's right. This is Fake or Real, Epic Volantis Exodius, 19 over 20, Red Princess DX Deluxe 35S, colon, Tales of Fake Aurelia, Triangle Project Edition. Oh my god. I already hate this. Oh my god. <laughs> Where you need to tell me if the RPG or vi visual novel game I list is fake or real based on its name alone. So I I'll feel say like the I'm name going to have an game. unfair advantage here. One of my co-hosts absolutely yeah. adores visual novels and talks about <laughs> a new one. What feels like every week on Press YYZ. going to have an aneurysm. Oh, shoot. Okay, well, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm going to name right. a game, uh, and you just have to show me fake or real. Feel free. If you want, you can discuss your thoughts aloud, because honestly... It, it, it's not going to help the other person no matter what you do. Oh, so no. <laughs> feel free to, to to walk through it in your brain however you like. Um, but Justin, can you go ahead and start the uh, the game show music for us? Thank you very much. That sounds wonderful. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's get into it, guys. Starting with our first game title here. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Hyperdimension Neptunia RE colon birth one. Is it fake or real? All right, we've got oh, Mitch saying real and Alyssa saying real. Very nice. Okay, okay. I mean, a lot of those games do say birth in them, right? It's they true. Do. <laughs> birth by sleep, birth yep. over, you know. All right, guys, this next one here. Instant Trouble Beyond Sky, The Black Knight Over Easy. Instant <laughs> Trouble Beyond Sky, The Black Knight Over Easy. All right, Ooh. both of you going with fake on this one. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, okay, all right. Coming into our third game here. Exist Archive, The Other Side of Sky. Exist Archive, The Other Side of Sky. What are we going with? Okay, so Alyssa's going with fake on that one, and Mitch is going with real on that one. Okay, here we go. Now to the next one here. Ready? Here we go. Poco no oro, rush rush teacher. Poco no oro, rush rush teacher. Both of you going with real. All right. Rush rush teacher. Those teachers, honestly, there's a lot of teachers in those games. So many teachers. Why are they always going to school? All those visual <laughs> novels take place in schools. Honestly, <laughs> I don't want to go to it's, school. Yeah, it's like you got to date your teachers. What's going on? Uh, this <laughs> next one. <laughs> I mean, this next one here. Miracle Cat Girls. Is Miracle Cat Girls fake or real? Miracle Cat Girls. Both of you going with real on Miracle <laughs> I mean, girls. why wouldn't it be? <laughs> right? They're just three words put together, and with it having cat in it, of course it's a real thing. It's or, gotta be. Or he's trying to fool us. I, you know, We're gonna because find Nate out. made these up. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to find right. out it's a real uh, game, but it's neither of those. It's like a dating sim. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a dating sim. <laughs> All right, guys, we have one, two, three, four more left. Four more left. Right. We're getting right through it here. Here we go. Don't worry. It's almost over. Dragon Fin Soup. Is Dragon Fin Soup fake or real? Dragon to confirm, fin you said soup. they're visual novels or, or they're games? Or Japanese RPGs. Visual novels are games as well, though, right? Oh, That's there. Yeah. Dragon Fin Soup. Is it fake or um, real? I, I, Mitch is yeah, going with real... It. All right, and Alyssa is going with fake. All right. Okay, next up. <laughs> next up, Ask Divine Cross. Ask Divine Cross. Ask Divine 
cross. Yo ass All right. is divine. Alyssa's going with real. Cross. That ass is divine. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitch is going with fake on ass divine cross. I thought you said ass divine. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> ass divine. Wait, no. Is it, cro- I'm is sticking it, with is it. it cross the word or cross just the letter X? It could be either, but it's cross the word. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to stick with my with answer. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Second last one here. Melty blood actress. Again, current code. Melty blood actress. Again, current code. All right. Alyssa's going with real. And Mitch... <laughs> Is going with fake. All right. Melty blood actress. Again, current code. Honestly, you could take a bunch of words and put them into a word jumble and shake them around and you'd end up with one of we these. We would titles. never know I feel like that's what the... you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The final one and probably the, I would say, one of the trickiest ones. You guys ready? Hit us. As all G- be. Geocrusade Neko Killers, colon, Hunters of the Midori Princess EXE Birthcross Hero 2.5. Is this fake or real? Both of you going with real. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and go through the scores here to so see many questions how you did. These people who made me. <laughs> these well, Japanese creators. Literally, it's just, it's just I, I'm it's wondering just if it words. has to do with... But does it have to do with like how they bring it to America, Probably how it's translated? The translation, yeah. Yeah, right? It's got to be. I'd love to chat with some of those. If any of you Japanese developers are out there who name these games, please <laughs> yeah. reach if out to us. If you're listening. If you're listening. We are geek we are geekcentric at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Um, all right, guys. Let's get to the scores here. <clears throat> First up, Hyperdimension Neptunia RE colon birth one. Alyssa said real. Mitch said real. Yeah, that's a real game. Hey. That is a real game. In fact, it's a series. I almost ended up putting the second one in here. <laughs> I, I was like, that's too much. I feel like I've played a game in this series, and I don't know why or when. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neptunia. No clue. Uh, all right, guys. Instant Trouble Beyond Sky. The Black Knight over easy. Um, <laughs> uh, Alyssa, you said fake. Mitch, you said fake. Points all around the board. Yeah. I made that one Let's up. Let's go. <laughs> what an egg. I was yeah. like, over easy. Over yeah, easy. Oh, definitely what, made that what up. Gave it away. Yeah. That's what gave it away. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. I almost had you. I almost had you. <laughs> all right. Exist archive, the other side of the sky. Exist archive, the other side of the sky. Alyssa, you said fake. Mitch, you said real. Exist archive is a real game. Dang. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh, it, involving 12 youths. Who are killed by an explosion in modern day Tokyo? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to find them. They find themselves in the in the fantasy like planet of Protolexia, or whatever. Of course they know. do. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> of course they yeah. do. Uh, moving into Poco no Oro, Rush Rush Teacher. <laughs> this, you, you both use that real. This is a fake game, guys. No! I made this up. <laughs> So I I have this in-joke with a few friends of mine where I've always just said, like, if I was to ever go to, like, an anime north, I would dress up as, like, a fake-looking Kirby and just run around and be like, what, you've never heard of Poco no Oro? Oh, my gosh. You have to, like, I would just talk up this (laughs) fake anime and try to convince people that it's a real anime. Um, But, yeah, Poco no Oro Rush Rush Teacher is fake. Moving Mm -hmm. on to Miracle Cat Girls. (laughs) Both of you said real. Yeah, Miracle Cat Girls is fake, you guys. No! It's fake. I'm listen. Don't get me wrong. There's gotta be one of these games out there that's got cat girls God. in it. 
good. But they're not miracle cat girls, okay? They are not miracle cat girls. Uh, <laughs> I am interested, though, because I feel like someone's going to write in and be like, Nate, Miracle Cat Girls is totally a game. You I just totally just looked enough. it up and I'm going to Google it up. right now. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried searching for it. I couldn't find it. So if it is real, I apologize. Uh, guys, Dragon Fin Soup, fake or real? Alyssa, you said fake. Mitch, you said real. Dragon Fin Soup is real, and it's also Jeez. delicious. It's absolutely delicious if you ever get a chance <laughs> to have some Dragon Fin Soup. Of course, if you do... You know, your your ass might not be so divine. Speaking of ass divine, ass divine cross, Alyssa said real. Mitch said fake. Ass divine cross is real. Yes. <laughs> it's Let's one of the go. worst names. It's so bad. I, I literally was looking up list of worst named games, and it's supposed to be pronounced as divine, but obviously people are just going to call it ass divine. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Melty Blood Actress again current code. Melty Blood Actress again current code. Alyssa said real. Mitch said fake. Melty Blood Actress again current code is a real video game. Don't call it a comeback. Oh, Let's go. Shoot. Oh shoot. <laughs> All right, guys. This final, final game. Geo Crusade Neko Killers colon Hunters of the Midori Princess EXE Birthcross Hero 2.5. I looked up all of the words that were in the previous game titles and put them together because this is a fake game. Oh <laughs> I was just looking up God. EXE Birthcross Hero. Guys, this is a fake game, which means, guess what? <gasps> You guys have tied. You guys oh, have no. tied. No. <laughs> there is no definitive winner here tonight. I mean, we're all winners. That just we're means we win. need a rematch. I mean, I think that might be something that happens in <laughs> the future. For sure, we'll do a rematch of Faker Real. Uh, but guys, congratulations. Did you enjoy the game? That was really fun. I, <laughs> I had no idea what I was going into. Things. Listen, I again, I just tried to look up some words that sounded <laughs> They were from Japanese. Again, you could just take a bunch of words and jumble them together. Uh, and that's what you end up with. Um, so, guys, that was that was fake or real. Both of you tied. I don't have a tiebreaker. Otherwise, I'd use it. But uh, we'll have to do a tiebreaker in another future episode. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Before we sign off and you know give our, our normal sign off, uh, if you want to plug where our listeners, once again, can keep up with your talented selves, please go for it. And don't leave anything on the table. If you Twitch stream, talk about it. If you have a photography business, talk about it. Um, so guys, let's go ahead and hear from you in terms of any plugs you want to give. Alyssa, starting with yourself. I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> if, if you want a female... Um, version of geek centric basically <laughs> uh you can follow us at hello video dames on instagram on twitter our show is called video dames the podcast Ooh. and uh it's a lot of fun um i also have a photography business at a ballast photo if you want to get your picture taken you let me know i mm -hmm. need work it's yeah. a hard time for everybody. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, it was such a pleasure being on the show. It was great to meet Mitch, and it was so fun to to play this game. I didn't know what I was going into, so <laughs> I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with what happened in there that you game. Go. There you go. Fake or real? Absolutely. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much. And I, I, I'm actually a, a, I'm a big fan of Video Dames, the podcast, oh. because honestly... 
it's it's just so much fun to sit in a room hearing like-minded people talk about the things that you love but more specifically like when i listen to your podcast it it, it doesn't feel necessarily too segmented off it's very just sort of sitting down and just chatting and laughing and the amount of laughs that I hear in the podcast too are just (laughs) phenomenal so if you want to laugh along with uh, Alyssa um, or take advantage of some of her photography services which I definitely recommend you could check that out make sure you do Um, all the links will be in the show notes below thank you so much Mitch where can the people keep up with you where can those geeks keep up with you before I get into it again, thank you for, for having me on again, Nate. Uh, it was great meeting you, Alyssa. This yeah, has man. been a great conversation. You can catch yeah. me uh, doing all the fun stuff over with Press YYZ, whether that be talking Pixar, talking video games, twitter.com slash Press YYZ, youtube.com slash Press YYZ, twitch.tv slash Press YYZ every Wednesday at 8 if you want to catch the main podcast live. Uh, as well as we sprinkle in some game streams throughout the week. You can find me on the social media platforms everywhere. You can find me on any of them at Mr. Mitch George. That's MR Mitch George. Very cool. I'm so jealous that you've just got that across everything. Mr. Yeah, right? Mitch. I'm like, luck. that's like, I tried <laughs> I to get the, Nate. Yeah. I had the worst handles before. And honestly, a great topic for another video game show would be like, what are your worst gaming handles? Because um, <laughs> sure, I had yeah. some real stinkers before I settled on Mr. Mitch George. And unfortunately, I think it's EA and Xbox both have a character limit that cuts off the last character. So I'm Mr. Mitch G on Xbox or oh, okay. EA, but everywhere <laughs> else, it's Mr. Mitch George. I thought you were going to say you were Mr. Mitch George. 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 <laughs> George. No. God, no. <laughs> Um, no, there's a guy on, on Instagram. Listen, if you're listening to this guy on Instagram, kid, I think it's a kid on Instagram that's got Nate plays games and they have like no posts and no followers. I think Instagram should have a rule where you, they have to relinquish their, their name if they're not really using it. Oh, I um, feel that. Right. Video I DM'd him. Video Dames, I think, has one follower. It's stupid. So we it's have so to be dumb. Hello Video Dames, and nobody knows how to say it. They're, no. I follow them on Twitch, and they're like, oh, Hello Video Games. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you for following <laughs> us. It's like, God, man. Not quite. Sorry, we get um, press Izzy everywhere. So press Izzy. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we include the correct links to all of those wonderful places uh, in the show notes so the geeks can keep up with you. Alyssa, Mitch, thank you so much for joining me for today's all gaming episode. And as we say, bye. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Love ya. 